0: Part two, everybody. Part two. Do. Dose. Wow. This is great, man. I mean, one of the more interesting topics we've actually covered on this podcast. And, uh,
1: and I'm going to watch Hot Shots. Hot Shots, part two. Hot Shots. Hot
0: Shots. Oh, God. Hot
2: Shots. Watch out for those.
0: What an incredible movie. All right. Welcome, everybody, back to the Sports Experience Podcast. I am co host Don oh, Vitola sitting Jesus. alongside my co host, Chris Quinn. How are we doing today, buddy? Ah, oh, man. We're doing good. We got
1: a. Uh, special guest right here for part two, Roy Lee Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, Check out these dudes have a comedy album out right now called Tucson Bullies volume Mm one. And then possibly by the time this comes out, Tucson Bullies volume two. Part two. (laughs) Will be out or eventually be out. I imagine the recording will be about done. So they're doing it November 19th. Yep. At uh, Tim Tucson improv movement. So check that out. Yeah. I'm sure it's already sold out. So I'm not even going to give you the promo code. So there you go. So, Roy, <laughs> Roy give us a promo code. Yeah, a goddamn Promo, promo
2: code. code. Use the link below, if unless they forget to put it in there. Uh, <laughs> you know, or our socials and whatnot. But use the promo code VOL number two. <laughs> uh, you know, and not T W O or T O O or T E A U X <laughs>
1: or but, do but, yeah, yeah,
2: but uh, yeah, but just the number two and. Uh, you know, so you can get five bucks off your ticket. Uh, there's a very limited number of tickets, so if you want to come to this thing, you need to get a ticket.
0: Yeah, and the $5 off sounds pretty goddamn Yeah, nice. Yeah, I yeah, that's, that's a beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we are back in. Second part on Kyle Turley. Yeah, post-career. 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 That's what I feel po- like Post. It. post- football was the part one in this kind of early life, but now we're getting into some really dark, Real a lot of peaks and valleys in this. uh, Well,
1: it starts really dark, and this is the thing that I feel like he is trying to emphasize the awareness that these NFL players have, like in this five to ten year stretch right after NFL, where like everything gets starts to get taken away from them, and they're severely addicted to opioids. They're, you know what I mean.
0: We're gonna get right into it. So the NFL is run by a bunch of uh, piece of shit crooks. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Um, In terms of hmm, a lot of these uh, former players have neurological and mental issues after they're done. Is it because they're getting hit in the head? No, no, that can't be. Is it because we're loading them with opiates to stay on the field and exercise every little bit of last energy out of them while we fuck over their players' union? No, no, that can't be. Not at all. No, and uh, Kyle Turley is caught up in this whirlwind of shit when his career ends up uh, ending due to injuries. Well, I... Roy, you say something.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, all right. I was about to say this is, yeah, shortly after his NFL career is when I crossed paths with him. I'm not going to say I know the dude, I don't, but I've met him. And uh, – he was coming out of out of the NFL, rebuilding a new career, which is amazing. Any pro-athlete can figure out how to do because they're typically not given the tools in college and in their pro career to do anything else. Yeah. And he but what he was was a musician, like we said in volume one. He would play music while he was in the NFL for fundraisers for this or that. Let's raise money for the cops, the fire department, or the kids, or whatever it is. And uh, other guys would play golf what he would and do these golf tournaments and stuff. he would play music, mm-hmm. and he befriended a lot of your metal guys in New Orleans, and you know, guys like the guys on crowbar, you know, cats I've worshipped since I was a teenager, and one of those, the most famous would be Phil Anselmo of Pantera fame.
0: And down yeah.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. Pantera down. you know he's kind of the king of New Orleans metal. and uh, and then he also befriended like Hank Three, who's out of Tennessee and and whatnot. But he befriended these guys and put a band together and started touring. When he released this album off his label, Gridiron Records, mm-hmm. and uh, I met him opening up for Hank Three. And I think at this point in his life, he'd moved to Nashville. He did, yeah. And uh, yeah, he le- he left Louisiana and went to Nashville to pursue music, which he did very successfully. Uh, did it very punk rock DIY. Like, here's my record label, here's my band, here's what I'm gonna do. I don't care about the big corporations, which is, you know, way ahead of his time in this in this lane. And uh, and he's on. He's opening for Hank 3, and I watch him in Austin, Texas, at Emos, and Hank's playing, doing his thing, and I look over at the merch booth, and he's just kind of standing there, slinging <laughs> t-shirts, and I went. I guess now's a great time to go buy a CD. So I went and I got this guy. He he uh, he inked it up for me and a really nice guy. But I, I just like I kinda checked him out and I could tell like he's not as big as he was when he played in the NFL. But his wrist is still big around as my waist. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, he's gotta be a hundred pounds down from you know his prime in the NFL, but
1: he's still huge. He's he is still huge a huge dude. Big
2: old boy, man. He's a big dude. And, and and I was like, yeah, thanks, Mr. Turley. You want to sign my CD? You know, such a dork. <laughs> and and uh, <laughs> But yeah, he he couldn't have been nicer and cooler. And then I kind of grabbed my CD, stuck it in my back pocket, and went you know, back and watched the rest of Hank three set.
0: But yeah, and yeah. while all of this is going on, this is during a time period where at 34 he's diagnosed with CTE. Mm-hmm. By the age of 40 he has early onset Alzheimer's. Yep. Yeah. And... He's carving out a music career, but he's also trying to get off the uh, opiates and trying to, you know, have his faculties about him because of all the injuries he's sustained both in his head and the rest of his body. There's depression, anxiety, rage, suicidal thoughts. You know, anything and everything you see all these players who have the CTE and end up really spiraling down and out of control i was gonna say
1: you can really see because they really have a lot of the similar things that come with it mm-hmm. and he was talking about because i saw him interviewing a bunch of ex-football players and they were like well how's your light sensitivity yep. all of them are wearing sunglasses mm-hmm. inside they're all like from the concussions this is like a huge thing and he was talking about thinking that he was getting better on opioids and he was like yeah i'm only taking five pills a day and like and he would like look back on it and be like that was my mindset like i'm not taking 25 pills oh, anymore God, like yeah. mid mid season you know what mm-hmm. i mean and that was the thing that a lot of these guys really don't understand is they were so ridiculously addicted that now that they're like semi-addicted they're like that's not that bad
0: yeah well, and, uh he testified in front of congress um yeah uh, 2010 in january about a concussion he sustained, another probably reason he hates the Rams hmm. and Mike Marts. They let him back into the game. Yeah, and then he's playing four days later. He talked about what a joke a concussion protocol was in front of Congress because it wasn't practice. They let him back right, or was it? They game? let him back pra- It was during a game and then they let him back during uh, practice, practice later that week and he played yeah. the following week, which is crazy. And, you know, you're uh, thinking about, like, Okay, well, what's he going to do with this? He started the um, uh, Just Cool Me TKO initiative to uh, help with players like that. Um, he's offered to donate his brain to uh, the Boston University Medical CTE Center. So, like, he's really trying to help all of these former players and players who are playing right now, who 10 years from now could be in the exact same boat, regardless of the role changes, regardless of how much the NFL culture supposedly changes, according to, you know, the. Uh, tackling and helmet to helmet hits, whatever. So, well, he's just
1: really trying to bring awareness, and this mm-hmm. is
0: where we get into.
1: Because I felt like he went down this musical path for a while. And then he was talking about touring, taking such a big toll on his body. And he was like, I really have to stop touring because he still plays music. He still has bands that like he still rocks, but he just doesn't. He was talking about, I was like, I just can't tour anymore. And this is when he really started to get into the business of marijuana. So I thought it was smoked marijuana. No, he grew up as a Mormon. and Like I said, in the earlier one, he was actually angry at other players when they would get busted for it. And he was like, I was so stupid. I didn't realize that I was, well, he didn't say that, but he was like, I was just not realizing that they were just trying to like curve this pain. And like, why are we, you know, testing college athletes kind of thing. But this is where he was talking about how marijuana came in. And I was talking with Dom before the podcast. I was like, he said it was a Hall of Famer, but he wouldn't name it. But the Hall of Famer came up to him and he was just like, you need to start smoking weed right now. I can see you're messed up on pills and I can see you just like need something else. And he was talking about finding the right strain, which is something that I- It was like a
0: quest he was on almost.
1: it's Mm -hmm. It's really an interesting thing because he was like, I need the strain that goes for light sensitivity and that is like not making me super hyper. You know what I mean? Like it was, it's such a great thing where you hear people who actually need marijuana for like the medical side where they're like, well, I found this one and it works
0: for me. And you're just like, yes. And he talked about moving back to California because they had more lax marijuana laws because Mm -hmm. not all States can, you know, it be legal in. So he's moving back to California, trying to set up businesses and also just like, I need to find this because it's the only thing that'll make me write after my body has been destroyed by the rigors of the NFL and the types of substances it took to keep playing in the NFL, I think.
2: Yeah, and it was brilliant. Within his music circles, it's very much stonery. And then Post, like coming out of the touring, still does music, but yeah, like Chris said, you know, not touring very hard. Um, You know, he's befriended, you know, back to friends again with Ricky Williams and and working with them, and you see him, anytime you see him do a podcast or another interview, really weeds what he wants to talk about. There might be a scotch of music, a little bit of like, yeah, here's some funny NFL stories. Yeah. But he's like, I'm here to talk about the here and now and weed, and you, you know, hotboxing with Mike Tyson or Joey Diaz's podcast. <laughs> Those two come to mind first, and that's really all he wanted to talk about. And I get it because to him it, it's something that, completely brought gave him a life again and has made him functional again and I I haven't like I said earlier, like I, I met him about a decade ago uh, I'd, I'd like to see the dude now, just see how he functions um, Chris nailed it when he was talking about sunglasses, that night when he was playing, he's two, three songs in, he goes, guys you guys gotta forgive me I gotta wear these sunglasses, oh, I can't handle God. these stage lights yep. and, and uh, you know, and you know, you could just see he's not trying to be like the cool rock star, and I want to look cool with glasses. No, he's like, I got to do this, or I'm going to have a seizure. I was, yeah, I was going to say he's and, getting and, uh, a severe
1: headache. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He,
2: he cracked a joke about that, and and you just kind of pay attention to everything he's done post NFL, and everything he's done is like, let's let's ease out of the body and try to be less physically demanding, and let's let's try to rebuild my brain with with diet and the correct marijuana and the correct. CBDs and whatnot, and, you know, the correct exercise, keep the pounds off to keep, you know, weight off your joints, which I can relate to from some terrible injuries I've had. And I I see this, and then I look at my past career, you know, in the military, and I look at, you know, my brethren, and kind of the stuff they're doing to get better, and it's the same shit. Yep. You know, it, it, it's not CTE as much as it as it is PTSD, but the idea is the same. It's still brain damage, which you know I deal with myself too, and uh, and it, and it does work. I, I can tell you in the year I've been out of the Air Force doing a little weed at night, I've, it's it's cut my boozing in half. Yeah. A, and the the guys, you know, my brethren that didn't go down the weed rabbit hole of, like, tripled down on their drinking. Oof. And And, uh, you know, it, it's a good thing, and I'm so happy he's doing it and just really championing it. He's still fighting with the NFL to, like, you guys got to quit drug testing these guys for
0: weed. He's like the NBA billion-dollar lawsuit, too. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the NBA went, yeah, we don't care about weed and he's like why why can't the NFL do this?
0: And literally you know, the yeah. NFL should
1: weigh above – it's not like people are fucking ramming their heads together in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. the guys in the NFL legitimately need this at the end of the day to like go to sleep and this is something that the NFL players didn't have was this p- this player post-career coming out and being like, "Look, we need to like figure out how to because there's so many suicides and there's so many guys that just like their life, like you were saying, like a post-military, Sin, yeah, yeah or a their Mike life Lipester. just like really starts to spiral because they they associate with this one thing and now it's taken away from them and now they're just kind of... Floating out there when he
0: puts it his money where his mouth is like he started the gridiron greats assistance fund it's a nonprofit um, all the um, s- Some of the uh, proceeds from his CBD sales because he has a CBD company mm-hmm. um, And his concert revenue go to help those people and yep. he was also instrumental after junior say former charger mm-hmm. great hall of famer After he killed himself when he definitely had fucking CTE Let me tell you mm-hmm. what Um, He was instrumental in setting up a 24-7 hotline for any assistance for former NFL players who are going through all of the depression, the anxiety, the rage, the anger management, that type of shit that is not talked about. Because the second a player's career ends, basically up until really, you know, the concussion, you know, book and movie came out, unless they were in the media, you never really heard about them again. They were just lost they were disposable heroes
2: yeah they weren't given the tool they weren't given the tools to go do something beyond football and some of the guys you know can all pro athletes really some of them can go open up a car dealership or this or that you know some can make if they were famous and popular enough they can go do the autograph circuit and top so sign contracts with people just sign 100 cards every year and we'll give you a check that kind of cool thing Totally don't participate in that. Go on eBay and find a tops card with his autograph on it.
0: Yeah, no, and he, I
2: dare you try. In, I want uh, one. Like try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> January twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, he started a uh, uh, THC free uh, CBD company. It was Neuro Armor, but of course Under Armour. Yeah, bunch of, yeah, Under uh, Armour. Under Armour. Uh, Neuro XPF. And then in March of 2020, he he has a dispensary, like Sean Kemp. Only Sean Kemp probably didn't have CTE.
2: Yeah, but he's got a lot of child support.
0: Yes, he does. (laughs) Yes, Sean Kemp does. Well, and this is the big thing that I think, because
1: they were asking him, you're obviously getting into weed because you see it's like this giant growing industry. And he was like, no, I'm trying to push this plant so that it's so normalized that it's not looked at for these ex players to be like whoa that guy's getting stoned all the
0: time it's like yeah that guy's taking care of himself not yeah. even ex players current Anybody, players yeah just like Hey man, my joints are kind of fucked up. Or like, man, I fucked up my knee. Instead of here's a bunch of Percocet, it's like, well, do you want to try marijuana? Like, do you, do you think this will help more? Like, maybe try both and see. Maybe which try one this works. other strain. Like, yeah. that was the yeah. big thing. If yeah. you Here, if you want to take
2: this before you go to bed at night. Yeah, you know, Yeah.
1: Well, he was talking about it with these ex players, and the guy was brought all of his pills and he literally had like eight different bottles. Oh God. And then he was talking about it. He was like, it's not getting better. Like all the thoughts in my head are getting worse. And then you see him like a couple of months later and it's a different person. And yeah. like, you could see, he's just like, yeah, I'm on like one pill right now, but it's just, and you're just like, yeah, like there needs to be a fucking program for these guys. And you're right. It needs to be really when they're playing, but
0: especially when post career is my thought. Yeah, but we but, can't have that because A weed is yeah, terrible. It's just yeah, this Ronald horrible. Yeah, Ronald Reagan thing. told us that. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just say no, but hey, it's horrible. But here's a bunch of things that are killing millions of Americans every year and because you're a large human being, you'll need to take more of them and we're paying you on contracts which are only partially guaranteed to stay out there, or we'll replace you with somebody younger and cheaper. Yep. What a crackerjack business model, NFL. Well, dicks.
1: Thank you, Kyle Turley, for trying to turn it
0: around. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? That's what's so awesome about but, it. You know him, so. It's also really cool, and I wanted to get back into the music thing. Is you know you see all these guys? It's like, oh, I'm the sideline reporter, or I'm Phil Douchebag Sims on CBS, like the. Country music is where he's exposed. And yeah. Where he's going around different places and really making a name for himself. And it's really refreshing. And listening to his songs, he's pretty fucking talented. Yeah. Dude, dude can,
2: you know, sing his dick off and, and he can play guitar. You can, um, I, I can, you know, pour up some drinks or smoke a left handed cigarette and <laughs> go down. The Kyle Turley rabbit hole, and I'm not watching his NFL. I'm I'm listening to these songs on this CD, and his other ones. Uh, Death Kristed, oh. Death Drugs, Some and Double Cross. Cross. That's yeah. a good EP. Mm-hmm. You can get it for like three bucks on iTunes. Do get it, pay for it, please. And, <laughs> and and uh, you know, Gridiron Records. You can get this. He's got a uh, Delta a Doom. Delta Doom. That's mm-hmm. like a sludge metal band. It, it's man, that is hard. <laughs> I like it. And, you know, and that's the kind of music that. I listened to as a teenager because that's the way we play in Louisiana. We drop, tune the guitars down low and play really slow. And, you know, it's crowbar. That's the way they play. <laughs> a- and and he just kind of befriended those guys and just fit right in because he is a metal guy, number one. But he's got a really good country music voice and like His dad was it.
0: super into country music yeah. I had read. Uh, yeah. You know, his dad yeah. was a
2: farmer and a truck driver. Like, pff, that country that's music it, right there, right there. Yeah. And... Uh, You know, and believe it or not, California's pretty hillbilly. Outside San Francisco and L.A., it's pretty hillbilly. So, uh, you know, he just kind of fit right in with that and did it really well and didn't go butt country route and sign the contract. (laughs) Yeah, butt country. Hey, everybody, welcome to 100.7 on your (laughs) FM dial. We don't play anything but country. (laughs) Butt country. Um, Yeah, he didn't do that. He didn't sign the big contract with, you know, RCA or whoever on, on Music Row. He just went. I get with the marijuana like, put my money where my mouth is. Gridiron records, it's mine, I own it. And
1: well, like you were saying, in his off time during his season he was playing this music. So it wasn't something that was like uh, it was crazy for him, especially when he was playing for the Saints. Because you're right, his style of music is straight up the Louisiana. Even yeah. like the country is straight up like that's like old school country. The metal is super fucking slow metal. Like yeah, no, it, it's he fit perfectly into that community. Yeah. And I feel like if they had legalized
0: weed, he would have stayed there forever. Yeah, he, that's uh, my thought. Yeah, he, no, I, hopefully they do in Louisiana. Here's a little nationwide. here's a
2: little known fact. Uh, really probably only hardcore down fans, fans of the band Down.
1: You gotta be down Know, <laughs> know this.
2: Um, Down's a super group of like the baddest dudes out of New Orleans, you know, formed a group, Kurt from Crowbars on that band, Phil from Pantera. We can go down the line, Jimmy Bauer. But, uh, you know, um, he befriended those guys and he was at Phil Anselmo's house when they recorded their second album, oh, which that band locked themselves in Phil's house and with just mountains of just beer and weed and you know trucker speed and somebody (laughs) barbecuing in the back and those guys didn't like sleep for a month straight and and cranked out an awesome album uh kyle was hanging out with those guys a little bit and they were filming and by filming it's like somebody with a camcorder doing you know jackass type filming (laughs) and uh and when Down started touring their second album, they call it an evening with Down. No opening bands. They would show a little movie that was about 30 minutes and then was they Was that
0: would... the one we watched? Or the No, no, one? Okay. no,
2: it was a different one. Okay. But this is like circa 2002.
0: Okay.
2: And, and uh they showed a little movie and it would have like some music videos and then a little behind the scenes of them when they were recording the album. Part of that was Kirk from Crowbar and Kyle Turley on Who Knows What Substances Kirk was on. Kyle was probably Painkillers and that's it. I'm gonna guess because he was still a saint at the time. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah. And and you yeah. see
2: them both in a three point stance and <laughs> and and Kirk just is he, he's like, you know, down set hut and then and totally just boom levels him. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and and they show this in the movie right before the concert. Oh, and, that's and, awesome. And I'm I'm in I'm watching this you know from some shitty rock club in Oklahoma City just like oh my god that's funny <laughs> you know. <laughs> You know, and and I was like, oh my God, look what they did to Papa Kirk, you know. And uh, but it's just it was so funny. And I found that footage on YouTube. If you do a deep dive on YouTube, you can find it. I don't remember what to key in down pre-show movie or something down Kurt Weinstein, Kyle Turley. I don't. But you can find that on YouTube. I have
1: down at, to yeah, something like second, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: down to a bustle in your hedgerow is the exact name of the yep. album, but. Yeah, you can find it, and it's funny to watch, you know. And Weinstein, who's short and real stocky, he's got you know those big you know calves, like you know you could tell he played football in high school, but he didn't make the NFL. Not in the NFL, not (laughs) the NFL, you know. Like we played in a young age, that don't mean we can get in a three-point stance in front of an NFL guy, you know. Uh, But uh, but it was just so funny, just yeah. (laughs) And and, you know, if he had one, he would have, but it you know. It was just like the funniest thing to watch, and, and yeah, do go find it. You want to watch something funny. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, do listen to his music. Check out Delta Doom if you're a metal guy. This album's called Anger Management. First one, yeah. Yeah, I that's heard. his first one. His other one, he's got an EP called Death, Drugs, and Double Crossed. Yep. Um, it's really good. It's uh, He refers to it as power country. Um, it's not necessarily your seventies outlaw country, but it's very much in that vein. And, uh, you know, and if you're a fan of, you know, just raw, you know, outlaw country, this is going to be your thing. And he's open
0: for like Hank three crowbar S- Skinnered, like, I mean, yes, tons Skinnered, of like, really he, famous and good swims. moral Haggard, yeah. like
2: George Jones, like some real deal, um, country guys, metal guys he's been friends with, um. I and now he's
1: all into weed. Yeah,
2: yeah I don't know if he still perfect. plays shows at all. I know he's not touring, but I don't yeah. know if he does a show here and there. Um, I'm sure he does, but I'm really not sure about that. But you could probably find out on Gridiron Records' website, and you can get all his stuff. And do do go get it and pay for it. Be old school, like it's still in the 90s, and buy the CD or the vinyl or you know however you want to do it. But just don't, don't bootleg his shit, <laughs> man i agree um, yeah yeah, huh.
1: yeah. all yeah. right and that's uh, our episode kyle turley thank you roy lee reynolds Yeah. Roy, you got some?
0: anything you want to plug as far as your social media or anything uh
2: yeah everything's at roy lee reynolds nice and easy and uh yeah and check out our album and check out
0: mr turley's album, that too. album.
1: yeah yeah thank you <laughs> hey everybody this is just a stock message at the end of every episode we hope you enjoyed whatever athlete and or team that that episode was about Just want to say, give us a quick follow on all social media. We have a YouTube channel, the Sports Experience Podcast, and we're on Instagram, Tolo Dominic, and myself, C Quinn Comedy. So give us a follow all around. Um, We're always recording right here at Angle Studio. Thank you all very much.